Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show. He is family. He has a show right here on Urban View every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Channel 126, the Qasem Rashid Show. Let me welcome awesome Qasem Rashid to the show. Hi. How are you, Karen? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Human rights attorney. You went to law school. So you you know a thing or two about the law. Somebody called up and said it was illegal for Joe Biden to say he was going to nominate a black woman. I I don't think that was illegal. No, no, that that should be on the Twitter bad legal takes handle. Thank you. <laughs> terrible I, I think, take. Yeah, that's not. Um, I agree with the call at all. I don't think he should have said he was going to nominate a black woman. Just do it. I think people should say less and do more. Uh, just do it. And I think all his picks should be black women. Just don't say it. Just keep nominating black people. Go. What a coincidence. Oh, another black woman? I didn't realize. I, didn't, I don't see color. I just, they're just qualified people. I looked and saw the most qualified, and it happens to be a black woman. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oops. That's, that's just the hilarious outrage of the people who claim most that they don't see color suddenly do, which is like, so were you lying then or are you lying now? Which one is it? Because one of those is a lie. And, and then, then the hypocrisy of not minding when Reagan said he's going to nominate a woman or when Trump said he's going to nominate a woman. Nobody cared about that. No, because they were white women. They were it was white. Yeah. It was it was assumed they were white women. Because right. if, if you had nominated a black or a brown woman, it would have been a different situation as well. Absolutely, absolutely. But you already know, 115 Supreme Court justices, 110 of them have been white men. So clearly, there's a trend here. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, um, Ramadan Mubarak to you, Ramadan Mubarak. Ha- Mubarak. How do you say it? Akhar Mubarak is K-H-A-I-R. There's not really an English language uh, equivalent of, of K-H, so it's Akhar. You got to kind of learn how to... It's like the you gotta, you general. Gotta, yeah, Mubarak. Yeah, right? so, so Mubarak means blessings, right? So Ramadan blessings. Then Akhar Mubarak means may even better blessings be upon you. Oh, I received that. It's almost like um, we're learning Meta Nature in Nubia. Uh, so there's Ankh, Uja, Seneb, which means I mm-hmm. wish you... Life, which is Ankh. You've seen the mm-hmm. Ankh. I wish you life. I wish you prosperity. And I wish you health. Ankh mm. Uja Seneb. And that's a lovely uh, greeting back. Khar Mabarak. Uh, yes, you are uh, in the season. We're in the season of Ramadan. So you have no food or drink or b- chewing gum or anything until sundown, which is what time tonight? Se- 7.38, where I am. And I'm just, I know you didn't come on to talk about this, but I think it's super important that um, I love, I love the rituals of religion um, for the, the focus and the discipline. I love prayer for the focus and the discipline and the connection with the most high. I love, I love all of that meditating on, on the word. I love that Uh, for you is, have you, is it part of a ritual or is it part of your lifestyle, like your life? Like, is it? No, I think I think it has to be part of the lifestyle because for, for me, uh, the rituals are only good if you're getting a meaning out of them. If you're just going through the motions, um, then for some people that works, it doesn't work for me. For me, it's got to be part of a lifestyle. And the lifestyle goes beyond merely fasting. Uh, there's a famous saying of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, that if, if a Muslim does not abstain from foul talk and from bad deeds, then God has no need of him fasting either. And so it's a testament that the fasting should transform your character 
It should make you reflect on the last portion and uh, build empathy. And then there's an action, right? The action is you increase your charity. So if you're just fasting for the sake of starving, then, then to be blunt, you're missing out. You're, you're being a schmuck. Like you got to actually take that and it's got to translate into increased empathy for, for those who are suffering and then take money out of your pocket and spend it for the poor to elevate it, you know, those around you, including, you know, starting with your neighbors. So, so for me, that has to be a lifestyle. There's, there's no other way to, to, to dissect that. And somehow you managed to work a Yiddish word in there. 866-801-8255. How would, how'd that work out? All right. Uh, for you, is this historic? Cause I, I'm, I'm wavering. Like I know it's history. It will be in the history books, this moment of the confirmation of justice, Katanji Brown Jackson. But I feel like this country has so much work to do that it's right up there. It's better than Juneteenth. It's better than mm-hmm. Juneteenth, but not as good as not having voting rights. Like I'd rather have voting rights than this, but it's yep. good, but it's right below Juneteenth in terms of significance because the court is still mostly uh handmaid's tale, beer, Kavanaugh, uh, yeah. fake Gorsuch stolen vote from Obama pick Gorsuch mm-hmm. and Clarence Thomas and, and, uh, and, uh, what's his name? Alito. So still five to, it's still unevenly balanced. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think the real answer, Karen, I think we've talked about this before is we need to expand the court to 13. And, and the precedent for that is that historically we've had, we've expanded the Supreme court as our federal districts have expanded. We have 13 federal districts. We should have 13 justices of the Supreme Court. I mean, it's basic, basic math. It's basic common sense. And when you think about this whole, you know, the GOP does a phenomenal job of, of their messaging and the propaganda. They're accusing Democrats of court packing when that's actually what they've done themselves. And they've done it proudly. And uh, I think Lindsey Graham said the other day that if, uh, if, if uh, Republicans retake the Senate in Biden's second two years, and another opening comes up, they're not going to allow him to appoint a justice period. So uh, I, I think Dems got to stop playing softball. Um, I think, you know, confirming Judge Jackson is a phenomenal, Justice Jackson is a phenomenal step forward. Uh, and President Biden should be commended for that. But I think we need to now uh, put on our, our, our big shoes and, and expand the court to 13 and truly have a representative Supreme Court. I couldn't agree more. But it also requires what a showing up in the midterm and yep. electing a Senate. Yep. Like there, there's Gary Chambers in Louisiana. He's got to be on there. Hold the fort with Raphael Warnock in Georgia. Add a couple of more Senate seats. Make sure the House isn't overtaken. And then require these people that you send to Congress to make that so because it it has to start in Congress, right? To to add Joe Biden can't do it by executive order. Is that correct? Am I? I think I'm Actually, I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to look that up. Okay. I don't even know the answer. To that. All right. Because if this is by executive order, then he should do it like tomorrow. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but right now you have the House, the Senate and the White House. So you don't even need to wait till midterms. I mean, I, I, do it now. Yeah, but, but they but they got that 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 filibuster thing that, that but, you know, but that's that, my whole point. Right? And, and this is a hypocrisy of people like Manchin and Cinema. You you ra- you abolish the filibuster for this. You abolish the filibuster for the debt ceiling. Uh, you abolish the filibuster for for reconciliation. Uh, so don't tell me it's some sacred 
you know, uh, artifact of the Constitution, when in reality, it's a contemporary Jim Crow white supremacist construct that has no basis in a functioning democracy. Get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Do it now. Well, uh, what are you working on? you know, I, I love I love that you're you're here and you're part of the family, and I love your tweets. If you're not following him on TikTok, where he gets busy, and I still follow you on Twitter because I'm not fully on TikTok, but I love your 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 uh, you're good to follow because you're gonna get some bad dad jokes mixed in <laughs> with some outrageous stories on injustice in this country, mixed in with some heavy duty opinion on the things that are happening, and I love it, Kasim. Q-A-S-I-M, Rashid, R-A-S-H-I-D is where you follow him. Uh, same on TikTok? Uh, yeah, it's just there's a dot. I couldn't. Some jerk named Kasim Rashid took my handle. So what? I just put a dot How's that possible? How's that possible? So what, what's going to be on the show on Sunday, 10 a.m.? On Sunday, we're talking um, uh, immigration, uh, Title 42, the, the disparity between how Ukrainian refugees are being treated versus how Haitian and Afghan refugees are treated. I think we're all seeing that. Uh, we're going to talk reproductive health. Uh, you, you all probably noticed that in Idaho, in in uh, Oklahoma, in Texas, in Missouri, in Tennessee, you have some of the most backwards, draconian, barbaric laws targeting reproductive health. And um, you know, my, my show really focuses on bringing on experts. Uh, we have the president and CEO of uh, Lutheran Immigration uh, Refugee Service, the largest faith-based immigration service organization in the world. She'll be on. Uh, Krish Omera Vignaraja, amazing woman. Um, and just talk about, you know, not only what the issues are, but what ordinary folks can do to be involved and play a role. And it's beyond just voting. Uh, voting is the floor, in my view. You got to activate. You got to knock doors. You got to make phone calls. If you can donate, donate. Uh, you know, grab your, your, your lazy cousin, your lazy sibling and drag them to the polls if you have to, to get them to vote, too. Um, so that's what the show is going to be about this Sunday. And um, it's going to be a good one. You uh, also have been kind of highlighting some of the racism, a lot of racism. I, I find m- most of your posts I, I end up retweeting because I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, oh, that that's outrageous. Oh, wait a minute. That made me mad. Um, there's a story about the desecration of, of cemeteries that um, you are, will be highlighting in a couple of weeks. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. So it's, it's one of my clients that I'm representing uh, in Virginia. This is uh, a cemetery of enslaved people and indigenous peoples. Um, Well-documented cemetery, goes back generations. And uh, unfortunately, it was sold through a tax sale. Uh, The county messed up on recording it as a cemetery. And now it's being desecrated. And so what's really shocking about this is just the, the level of disregard for these black and indigenous uh, communities. And, and, and really it's a painful metaphor for American history because the, 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 the people that are desecrating the cemetery now want to build a corn maze on it. Karen, they want to build a corn maze on this ancient cemetery. And I thought, what more painful? So like a carnival, like maze with corn where people have to yes. go through to try to find yeah. their way out, like a carnival thing that people will pay to go in to get to the other side of the maze that, that's that's and i mean and that's what i'm saying that what a painfully appropriate metaphor for american history that black and brown bodies are sacrificed for wealthy entertainment that's i mean that's literally what's happening and so we're working and i will say the county has has been supportive i've spoken to the county chair 
uh, Anna Wheeler, she's been supportive and, and we're making progress, um, but it's a painful situation because um, until and unless we exert our rights, you know, these cemeteries would have been desecrated and these bodies would have been destroyed and, and many have been, but, but here's a part that really upsets me and just infuriates me because one of the defenses that the people destroying the cemeteries are making is that, well, these tombstones don't have any name on them. We don't even know if these tombstones are even there. Um, so how can you say you knew these people or you knew who these people were if there's no markings or evidence? And you have to remind them that it is a cruel barbarity that black and indigenous communities were denied their own humanity, denied their own identification, denied basic recognition as human beings, and then buried despite that, at least they were buried despite that. And now 150 years later, you're saying, well, if they were real people, they would have had names. And so it's a perpetuation wow. of that dehumanization on a generational level. And that's just what's enraging me right now. And I have to keep my emotions in check because you talk to this family, this beautiful family of black and indigenous people who are just beyond pain. Um, and, and, and some of these folks are our elders. They're, they're in their eighties and nineties. So they've seen it all. And from their childhood to now, for them to experience the same thing, it's a, it's a very painful thing, Karen. And so we're working hard to, to stop this desecration. So, so keep us in your good thoughts and prayers and, and, uh, we have a GoFundMe set up because it's expensive. And so if you want to contribute, it's, it's on my Twitter. It's, I've, pushed, I've pushed it out. You can find it. But, but we got work to do. Okay. Um, we're going to definitely do that. How did they find you? How did you get this case really quickly? Uh, I, I, I actually don't know. I got an email one day from uh, a woman saying, hey, I'm part of this coalition to preserve a historic cemetery. And uh, our lawyers aren't they're not doing what we need them to do. Would you be interested in, in taking the case? And I'm like, well, it's a, it's a big undertaking. Let me look at it. And the more I learned about it, the more I realized how, how horrifying it was. And they had already let the previous attorney go. So uh, I said, yeah, this is civil rights work at its core. This is what I live for. So let's, let's jump in. So I don't actually know how they found me. I think they probably just saw something I tweeted or something I posted online. Uh, my email's not hard to find, but uh, I was glad they reached out and, and we're, we're doing our best right now. Well, I, I love that you um you go hard in the paint. What's your meal tonight? What are you breaking fast with? Whatever my better half uh, tells me we're, we're breaking fast with. I, I just, she's the better. You don't have you know, requests? you like, I want, I want. You know, there's, so, so there's, there's this, this uh, fried potato called a picorda, which you take like this, like this curry sauce. That's the best way I can describe it. You dip the potato in there and you fry it in grease. And it's like this crispy, crunchy on the outside and savory and smooth on the delicious. inside. It is amazing. That's my mouth wow. is watering talking about it right now. Well, Ramadan Mubarak to you, my brother. And uh, I appreciate the work that you're doing. 10 a.m. Eastern Sundays on Urban View. Check him out. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.